This is Blender Style, the show where we discuss a blend of heavy and extreme music. In this episode, Hammerfall, Crimson Thunder. This album was released in 2002 on Nuclear Blast Records. Cheers. 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 <laughs> on fire. Uh, Nate, this is your pick. Are you familiar with Hammerfall? One album, and it was an album called Renegade. I don't know if it's earlier or if it's later. I didn't do much... Uh, much homework. Much homework on it, but I, I liked a lot of the tracks on it, and uh, so I wanted to check out another album. Um, I'm familiar with Hearts on Fire. The, that's the second track on this album. Okay. There was a video back in the day. It's a cool song, and I, I caught it, but I didn't go before uh, beyond that. And there's also a, a Hammerfall has a song called Hammerfall, which I love when bands do that, like Black Sabbath does that as well, and uh, I'm familiar with that one as well. Okay. So I'm, I'm familiar with the... Re-Evolution, Evolution album, however you want to say it. Um, not all the, the whole thing, just a few songs on it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So we're all a little familiar with it. I wouldn't say any of us are huge Hammerfall fanatics. No, I don't think any of us were very familiar with this, yeah. except for you listening to that one album. Mm-hmm. So this is I would a, say we're definitely power metal fan. Like, we've yeah. dabbled in some power metal. Uh, true. You, I think you guys are a little more... Yeah, uh, I think you and Casey, I probably yeah. more than, than that. <laughs> But after a few beers, or yeah, uh, for sure. I almost call this heavy metal. It's a, it's power metal for sure, but it kind of delves into more heavy metal. I would agree. Like it's not as it's like a little bit of. It's not as fast. It's not as technical. It kind of like rocks a little more. So mm. this, yeah, this kind of reminds me more of an '80s glam feel than a than a power metal feel. There's definitely '80s vocals. Yes, dude, that ballad. <laughs> so good. That's pretty '80s sounding. There's lots of air quotes 80s moments yeah i try not to use that term because it's like a blanket term it is but this the vocals are definitely judas priest and iron maiden influenced mm-hmm. like he can fucking belt out some some songs yeah, for this, sure this even the range. riffage is you know it's like heroic and anthems <clears throat> there's like anthems in this oh for sure and it's epic at points it's hooky what are they singing like fantasy stuff um so there's kind of a mixture on this. So I didn't really dive into the vocals, but just based off what you could hear, a lot of it is, yeah, kind of fantasy returning from combat, um, you know. Wizards. Wizards. I think Soul there's a the lyric in there where they're talking about a, a rainbow unicorn flying through the sky or something. <laughs> he uses so the word be... for, forlorn, which mm. is just like a fancy way of it describing how I feel every single day. Uh-huh. Yeah, so so this dude's vocal range also is is... On the higher octave, and he doesn't really go into any lows. Like you go from a standard kind of your talking range to like your high pitch. Somebody just grabbed you by the balls kind of sound. He's mm-hmm. by the balls like almost oh, yeah. the whole time. But it's it's really good, and he doesn't get screechy at the higher registers either. No, which is he really can cool. sing really well. Yeah, I think this whole band all together is definitely good musicians for sure. Oh yeah, for I mean, sure. Uh, a lot of. I don't know if they're still in this band or not, but I did a little bit of history and like, you know, there's, there was members of in flames in this band and like they were around like, you know, there's members of in flames and Hammerfall. Yeah. It was like a side project. And uh, Hammerfall was a side project or in flames was a side project. Hammerfall was a side project. So yeah. Of in flames. Yes. Wow. Really? I I believe I'm right. Yeah. So these guys are from Sweden, right? I believe, you know, I'm guessing. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. From Gothenburg, Sweden, formed in 1993. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, they've been around for a while. I know that. I think some of the... Have they gone through some lineup changes? Yes. Yeah, I thought so. 
I believe he's the I think only the singer, singer is the only... I, I think they had one singer at the beginning, but he left before they recorded their first album. Oh, okay. Yeah, I see. I don't know about that. But. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. I just... I think that's what I read. Hmm. There's definitely some, like, hard rock and guitar parts. There like, are. not, like, metal, like, shredding guitar parts, but more, like, almost like Kiss or something like that. Yeah, that kind of chuggy, uh, repetitive... Like kind of slow, kind of thing. It's it very like, like new wave of uh, British heavy metal kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Like they start to delve into that. What do you guys like about this, Casey? What do you think? So I really like the uh, this. This had like a really cool '80s metal feel. And I mean, you've known me for a while. I'm a big fan of like the '80s glam metal thing. Um, I like the the guitar. Like Led. Poison and Motley Crue. Oh, stuff yeah. like well, not so much Motley Crue, but yeah, more of the '80s glam metal. Uh, I love a band who could who could lead with guitar and have really cool lyrics and and just kind of like nonsensical lyrics, I guess you could say, because a lot of this stuff is like out it's like there, silly, cheap. Yeah, yeah, it's almost too cheesy at, at points, but it works and it works really well. Um, they have some really cool uh, guitar solos on this. Like the solos on this thing are awesome. I would agree with you, like a hundred percent. I think when they get, yeah, yeah. I think some of them go a little too long, but even the ones that you're like, okay, I'm done listening to the solo. It's still progressing. It's still changing. It's not like stale at all. It's just you get tired of it because you're like, okay, I've heard two minutes of guitar solo now, uh, but it's it's still a really good solo. The lyrics on this thing are cheesy as hell. The, the ballads, some of the ballads are just ridiculous. Like on uh, <laughs> the Kiss Me Once and I'll Surely oh, yeah. Melt and Die. Dreams kiss, may come yeah. true, yeah. Kiss Me Twice and I'll Never Leave Your Side. Doesn't that so sound 80s though? It sound, it's so perfect though. It's such a perfect 80s. And that's what you like about that? Is oh like, yeah, dude. It's so cheesy. So I was trying to grab Like on. if you told that to a chick, she would leave your ass. <laughs> that's some clingy lyrics. Exactly, for, yeah. Like, kiss it me twice and I'll never leave your yeah. side. This twice? is a dude who just lost his virginity at 40 years old. <laughs> and he's like, fuck, dude, please, please say this wasn't a fluke. <laughs> it's so accurate, bro. But, and that's what you uh, like about it. Yeah, it's so cheesy and clingy. It's, it's, it's over the top on some of the parts. So much, so bad that it's good almost. And do you think that's the same thing that like uh, people like about typo negative? Like, it's so kind of tongue-in-cheek that it works? It is, and Peter still had like a really good sense of humor about it, and yeah. like, the whole band was his sense of humor, and it was great. And a lot of people took him serious. Kenny, yeah, I believe. I mean, if you really think about it, there's a little bit of cheesiness that comes along with metal. Oh, there is. You know there what I mean, is. like, no, there isn't. Pantera, there's no cheese on Pantera. Dude, okay, I'm not saying that every metal album has to be, you know, because you have it for different things. You know what I mean? But like. I agree that like it's okay to have a little bit of fun and like be imaginative and you know what I mean. There's there, there's, there's room for cheese. it for yeah, sure. Yeah, like Iron Maiden, you can't tell me there's not a little bit of cheese in Iron. Oh, Maiden. I totally agree. I don't yeah. like Iron Maiden. <laughs> <laughs> there's a, there's a point. Gonna be the next one we review. <laughs> so there's a point in your career where you could you could stop focusing on on being the next big thing and just have fun with the music. And these guys are totally having fun with it. I think they actually even do well in chart. No, and, and, and that's but fine. this is for them. Do you think? Uh, even oh, if it's yeah. not for them, I think it's just the fact that they don't take this as, or, or at least it feels like they don't take this as a, a do or die kind of thing. Like if we don't get big, we don't fucking get big kind of thing. You, it's like genuine. It's genuine. Yeah, it's from the heart. <laughs> hearts, hearts on, on fire. fire. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
It's from the heart on fire. Hearts on fire, hearts on... I cannot get that shit out of my head. There's lots of moments that, like... To me, one of the things I like about this album is Hearts on Fire. That's a cool song. It's a catchy song. And honestly, I hated that song the first time I listened to it. I was like, oh my god, this song is so fucking dumb. But it works. And it came back, and it's probably one of my favorite tracks now. If I saw this album... Like these songs or this band live, this I would band enjoy would be myself. Killer! This honest, would be a fun I honestly party. Would band enjoy myself. I would want that. Okay. And I honestly, I'll I, admit that I don't like this a lot, but I would totally watch it live. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, and I think he's somewhat actually serious in some of these lyrics. Oh right? yeah. I mean, like it's pretty. He gets pretty historical at times too. You know, it feels like so. I can't take any of this seriously. You know what? The last two tracks, the last one's an Ingve Malmsteen cover, I think. Uh huh. They start to get a little progressive, like progressive rock, like uh, Yes or Rush or something like that, or even like Dream Theater. And it's really cool. Like, they can fucking play. Oh, for sure. Like, they have a harpsichord on the that last uh, second to last track. Yeah, at the that's end. such a cool harpsichord part, too. You Dude. don't hear harpsichord a lot, and they did a really good job with it. Yeah, they brought it out. Kind of, mm-hmm. Yeah, and it works really well. And what's funny is that, like, a lot of the times a harpsichord, you kind of kind of uh, associated with like that whole vampire theme thing. Oh yeah, it's like Tori Amos shit. Yeah, yeah. but it actually works really well in this and it's kind of more of an upbeat kind of harpsichordy part. It's not like that. Oh, that's true. Because usually you hear it and it does sound yeah, like vampire like that music. down gloom, like, oh look everything's falling to shit right now. But this is actually really cool. <laughs> it's they, kind of bright it and is, like and pleasant. It sounds really good. And it doesn't sound like they just brought out some weird instrument to make no, it weird. It, goes really it fits good. really yeah. well. So I don't know if they wrote the, the track around that or if they wrote the harpsichord around the track. And some dude just was like, hey, dude. I got Someone this in the studio was like, hey, I got this harpsichord back. I got this fucking badass harpsichord part, guys. We should write a song to it. Do you like, think I feel like these guys actually definitely know a couple harpsichord. <laughs> I think these guys know a lot well, of people that probably Like someone said that, and you're like, oh, you got a harpsichord. And they play like a classical harpsichord song. Like, Well, you also got to take into account, these guys are from Sweden. And a lot of the European music, I mean, not just metal, but music scene in general is... These people go to school to learn music. Yeah, it's not fair. like it's not like America where somebody gets together with a bunch of their friends. Or like, let's start. A They're band. also upbeat, and I, that comes across in this in this are. music. It's, well, it's in Sweden, there's like a different level of musicianship, like oh, like dissection. They did that black metal album, right? Summer Lane. But, but that's what I'm getting at. Like even like those bands, they they have this. Understanding. It's more technical. And they have more, this understanding yeah. of musical structure that a lot of American bands don't. So for them to bring, you're saying for them to bring in a harpsichord is just like. Yeah. Par for the course. It's par for the course. And it works. And it works great. It was awesome, yeah. Yeah. It was like a highlight of this album for me is that second to last track, uh, track 11, they bring in that harpsichord. It's pretty cool. So the the song uh, Heroes Return, that 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 chorus with the, uh, the backup vocals on it is so good. Uh, in my notes, I wrote that as Heroes Rectum. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but for our hero's return, our hearts still yearn. Oh, that's so bad. <laughs> Something else that I like about this is that there's sometimes when the guitar player and the drummer are straight in the pocket. Like, oh, yeah. it's galloping. It's, oh, that's true. It's epic. Um, also, like the guitar solo on Crimson Thunder is like the best guitar solo on that on this whole record. That the whole, bass sounds great on Crimson Thunder. That too. song is good. It oh, is yeah. really good. I think that's the one I was talking about where he talks about a unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> like Legend with Tom Cruise. I only know like the lyrics of like the chorus parts, you know? Oh. With like, what are the like, what are the tracks? You have all the tracks written down? Uh no, I I have what I like. 
Um, and that's so it's like Hearts on Fire and then nothing. No, uh, I like uh, Riders of the Storm. The first Heart, track, yeah, Hearts on Fire, uh, on the edge of uh, honor. It definitely has like a on the like edge of honor. War that's marching Judas Priest sound to me. And right. Like a, What's the first track called? Riders what? Riders of the Storm. Riders. I was so hoping it wasn't a Doors cover because if it was, uh, yeah. I, would have, I would have fucking hated this whole thing. <laughs> I probably wouldn't even gotten to this record. It would have been great if it was a Doors ripoff, though. That Doors song is 1,000 times better than that Hammerfall song. So so I think Unforgiving Blade is actually the one where he talks about seeing the unicorn. Is that what it's called? Unforgiving Blade? Unforgiving Blade. That song is so catchy, too. Oh, yeah. The Unforgiving yeah. Blade. I wrote Skip. Really? I thought that one was probably one of the better ones. Really? Yeah. I'll have to go back and listen to it then. But yeah, I, I definitely liked uh, the musicianship, the guitar playing, the drumming. Mm-hmm. And uh, I like some of the cheesiness. Yeah, there was, there was some really good... Like, honestly, this was cheesy in a good way. Yeah, I put this on when I want to listen to like a heavy metal record that's got some cool riffs. Okay. When is that? When do you... Like, I never want to do that. Honestly, like, yeah... I, I kind of dig it. When I was younger, I was like, fuck this shit. This shit's garbage. And the older I get, I'm like, ah, you know, it's pretty tight. <laughs> the musicianship on this is honestly what makes this album so good. Speaking of bad, what did you guys dislike about this? Um, so to me, the rhythm section overtook the rest of the band on some of the tracks. Um, nothing super major, but there were some times where the guitar and everything else got drowned out by the, the bass and the, the double bass. Almost like it got a little too loud at parts. Like maybe they went back in and re-recorded parts, and the levels just weren't right. Hmm. Uh, nothing, nothing real major. It was a few parts throughout. Um, and then there's some some heavy chorus or reverb on some of the vocal parts. Uh, and I don't know if that's to cover up the fact that he's singing in such high a high register and he's trying to to cushion it. Uh, I'd like to hear it live. I didn't I didn't really get into like listening to any live versions or anything. Um, Probably on that too because it's it creates it. You probably even would have that with them live because it affects. Mm-hmm. It makes like a horsey yeah, almost sound. It's epic. Yeah. It's, you know, but but there's some parts it works really well, and then some parts it kind of gets a little heavy. Dislikes for me would probably be you know it does get a little cheesy at times. Some mm-hmm. of the lyrics are just plain out ridiculous. Yeah, uh, but I try to not listen to that. <laughs> like, I just I like the, the musicianship and like. Yeah, um, I kind of disliked everything about this. This was not good. I did not like this at all. Like, I, there's a I like Hearts on Fire. I thought the production was there were some good bass parts, but for the most part, this is '80s sound. It's very mm-hmm. cheesy. It's like rock guitars, which are boring to me. I like metal. And then when I thought it couldn't get any worse, <laughs> dreams may come true comes on and it's a ballad and it's like the worst thing I've heard in metal for a long time. It's real, <laughs> real, real bad. And I joke when I heard it for the first time, I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> and I texted you guys and I texted the lyrics. When I heard it too, I was like, oh, kiss me once and I will, this. and you talked about this before, yeah. kiss me once and I will surely melt and die. Kiss me twice and I will never leave your side. Drink come true. <laughs> Little cring- clingy, little creepy. <laughs> so, so that was one of my dislikes. Is that there were there were some ballads in here that kind of slowed the flow of the whole album. I really wish they would pushed either all the ballads towards the end and kind of ended the album with the ballads. Because so I just, just think fucking only, skip them. I think there's only like two or three on the whole album. 
but they're right in the middle of some really great flow. Like there's there's some really good tracks. And I felt like in the in the placement was fine. I see. I felt like like the they come in kind of at a reasonable time. They All just right, so suck bad. I but, would have to agree with you uh-huh. because. Okay, I like a lot of these songs actually, yeah, and I, I think it's done pretty well. And I like that epic sound. I like that you know, like I'm going to go to war and stuff. But let me say this: I have to touch note on what you just said. Is okay. I got all the songs that I like, which are in the beginning, and then I have skip, 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 and then back into a couple good songs. Mm-hmm. But like you know, like the, the whole, whole middle sucks. Yeah, like yeah. I think it was. I think it was like the first three or four tracks were good. Then they had a few kind of misses in between there. The song uh, "Angel of Mercy" was kind of a mix between a ballad and a metal song, but they didn't really perform either part of yeah, it really Angel well. "Angel of Mercy" skip. Yeah, it was like it tried to be good, <laughs> but then it wasn't. But then it was. But then it wasn't, and they didn't do either really well. But then they finished off with two really great songs. I thought track one was meh and two was good. The rest are garbage. So so this album kind and, of okay. reminded me at a point, uh, kind of like the Sabaton album, as far as musical, not lyrical content, but musical content. It was something like you were you were saying, something you would take to go into battle with or like mm-hmm. to war. This is this is really a driving thing. The musical part, if you could look past the lyrics, if that wasn't your cup of tea, the musicianship on this was, was awesome. Mm-hmm. Like these guys did really I, good. Yeah, I, I like even some of the references that... Uh, that he, you know, throws out there lyrically. Oh yeah, me personally, just because I'm in mean, like, so, you know, you, you know, they tell. They <laughs> you like when he talks like, about melting and die after he kisses you once. That's not what I'm talking about. But the ballad of that song, it literally, I like ballads. It's just <laughs> like one of the the lyrics are horrible. Hold on, if he dies after the first kiss, how is he supposed to? Exactly, this guy's weird. <laughs> I guess twice should be the belt and die on. Yeah, that song sucked. <laughs> it was catchy as hell, though. Honestly, yeah, like, it I, was, I don't. I, skip I agree it. with you. It wasn't. It well, wasn't the I best skip song. It. But Justin Bieber writes some catchy songs too. Justin Bieber's a genius. <laughs> he can play drums. So, so what did you think for ratings wise, Matt? I give this a one point eight. Really, this sucks bad. Wow. I thought this was not good. Wow. That's, what that's what about you, Casey? <laughs> <laughs> I give this a 3.6. I, I thought it was an actually a really good album. Almost almost bordering greatness. Um, it was kind of exactly what you look for in a, in a, in a power metal album. I mean, honestly, it's mm-hmm. good. The, the musical structure was great. The, the lyrical content was cheesy. The solos were killer, and it was every, as original as it could be, too. You know yeah. what I mean? Like without taking from like yeah. other. Everybody in this band can play. Yeah, and they show. That's true. Yeah. So I rated this at three point one. I think it's enjoyable. Um, I would listen to it again, and it makes me want to listen to other albums. Actually, okay. Um, I listened to it some other Hammerfall stuff. Not good. <laughs> see, this is I, not the band for me. See, at all. I feel like I like the newer Hammerfall better than the older Hammerfall. But I think it's still. I like think it. newer Hammerfall is an oxymoron because it all sounds like it's from 1982. So good. This is Blender Style. That was Hammerfall, Crimson Thunder. Blender's on fire. Blender's on fire. Burning <laughs> 